You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. Hey, everybody. We're here at uh, episode 17 of the Masonic Lake Podcast. This is uh, Pete, and I'm here with our regular crew of uh, Jason. Hello. How are Jack, you? Jack. Hey. And Larry. And Larry. And um, so this is sort of a continuation of our, our last show. Um, Jason, what was the kind of the reason, the Masonic calendar yeah. versus our calendar? So we've never really put this out there, but we have been releasing on a Masonic calendar. So we've been releasing episodes on the first and third Monday of the month. So we actually pre-released. Anybody? No? We... <laughs> We uh, it was a pre- we it was a premature release. There you yeah. go. Thank you. I roll. But um, bump. Yeah. But uh, the Halloween uh, release, which was the fifth Monday, we should have waited to launch uh, episode sixteen a week later and gave our listeners a warning. Well, that's okay. I'm letting that go. It, it happens to everybody. <laughs> Any other time, you guys would have been all over that. So, in order to not have a huge, uh, unexpected gap in our releases, we decided to do. Episode seventeen or sixteen B. Our fan becomes ruly if there's not an episode. You know, and I have had a couple more fans uh, contact me and say, "When are you guys going to release episode nine? Did you guys stop doing it?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, we changed RSS feeds. I guess when we left this real studio, yeah, that was episode ten. Yeah. So um, if you go on iTunes, you know, do a brand new search for us, and and." And subscribe, or you can subscribe on Google Play, Music. which we've had zero listens. But if you're an iTunes listener, uh, I've listened there, so you, you should have? have you should have one. Uh, you're you're going to have to look at that. the uh, The iTunes feed, if you are subscribed to the old one and you've never deleted that subscription, you should delete that subscription and do a new search. Okie doke. <laughs> there you go. What if you go to MasonicLight.com? They're all on there. Yep. So what else? So we're going to do a little recap. We've actually been doing a lot of Masonic stuff since yeah, there's, our last there's show. A lot of, we, yeah, we decided to not do some content last week or last episode even. So there's tons of stuff to talk about. All right. So Jason, tell us a little bit. Or actually, we'll go to Jack. He's been quiet. Jack, tell us a little bit about your week. Masonic, Masonic week? What, did, what, uh, what was this? Oh, uh, well, following up to the conversation about one-day classes, uh, we had the first mentoring night at my lodge uh, for all the one-day wonders. And uh, out of six that went through the one-day class, um, one of them showed up for mentoring. So that was really exciting, uh, you know, to commit my time at night to go through this stuff with these guys and not have them show up. So that was really cool. So that was my Masonic week. Was that a um, pretty good percentage, though, for your lodge? <laughs> well, I, I think that works out to, what, 18%, which is better than we get at a stated meeting. So... You know, yeah, okay, and certainly better than a than a, an extra meeting where there's nobody on the sidelines. And Larry, you and I have been doing some a lot of eating. Yes, we have a lot of Masonic eating. We had a um, <laughs> Tall Cedars meeting. Yes, we did. So give a little recap on the Tall Cedars. Well, it was the usual Tall Cedars meeting. Actually, it was good, uh, great company. We had a nice turnout. We had an orchestra or a band there, whatever you want to call them, and uh, good food. Uh, but it was your typical, and I already cleared this with the table that I was sitting at, it was your typical Tall Cedars meeting. Uh, unfortunately, when they introduced the, the various officers and their ladies, oh, God, that was, I sent you a text on that, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. <laughs> you can't repeat it. But it was it was usual Tall Cedars, uh, oh, God, they, they had a name for it in the military, I can't recall it, but anyway... It was very interesting. It was typical Tall Cedars meeting. I think Snafu is the one you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's what I'm looking yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, situation normal, yes. Okay. And, uh, but it was, it was good. It was, it was very nice. Okay. We had cedar sap. We had a lot of it there. We had wine. It was, it was awesome. And um, Bob was very excited. Bob, Bob Maurer, who's one of our um, 
our regular breakfast guys. He's 83. Yep. Looks actually young for his age, but um, um, he looked kind of like a little bit sad. And like my wife asked him if he wanted to dance, and he was uh, very, very happy. And he said this was the first time he's danced since his wife passed away, like in, oh, in really? 2008. So, really? You know, um, true story. One of the reasons that I brought my daughter to that tall cedars meeting where we were no high 12 high 12 right was to check out bob because i've been debating introducing him to my mother-in-law true story bob i'm sure i'm sure you're not listening so don't get your hopes up yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) next the masonic singles we're going to have (laughs) gosh but my mother-in-law she's a wonderful lady she's she's single bob's single there's there's almost 20 years between them so oh yeah that's a that's a lot that's a big spread wow she's almost 100 that's nice yep she's almost 100 that's that's incredible so then i had uh, our lamberton banquet for lamberton lodge that was last night and we had at this little place called the gypsy kitchen picture like a miniature hogwarts like where they have the dining hall and um really pretty building it was um awesome food Larry, you and Carol scared me because you said you didn't enjoy the food the past couple times. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> the food was delicious. So bad. I mean, so good that I got gout for the first time. <laughs> Too much pork. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been on ibuprofen all that's day. That's the scrapple. Come on. Yeah. Um, so I think that's is that that's probably it masonically that we've had going on. Yeah. I, uh, Goose and Great Iron. And the one-day class, I mean, that we've been talking about for the last several episodes. I don't think anything else crazy. Well, we had our lodge meeting at Lamberton last Tuesday. Right. But I didn't make that. And it was really nice from what I understand, the Veterans Appreciation Night. And I think the guys that showed up, I think about 80% of the members that were there were veterans, which they did a great great ceremony. Did we... No, we we talked about Grotto at the last podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no need to bring that disaster, <laughs> disaster. up. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about it at the end because we have some stuff coming up for Grotto. I can yeah. talk about. Oh, La Cabra. We had uh, whiskey. Oh, oh yeah, heavens oh, yeah, yes! I knew there was something, but yeah. I was kind of foggy about it. Yeah. So, um, if you've been a, a listener since the beginning, we were talking stuff about wanting to start a a Masonic themed social club here in in Lancaster County. And uh, we did it. We filed all the paperwork, and we're a legal 501c7 social club. We did leave the Masonic affiliation out of the official wording on anything legal because um, a couple well-learned brothers said that if you're a Masonic club in Pennsylvania and you could actually fall under the jurisdiction of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. So besides we didn't want it the oversight, we just didn't want anybody poking in our business unless they're a member. So, you know, we just changed the changed the bylaws. You have to be a man of good standing who stood in the certain corner of a certain room. Um, <laughs> but, and, the, and the Knights of Columbus applications are just rolling right in. Yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, so here's the problem. We need money. Uh, we have a lot of guys that want to join, but we don't have a building. So send cash. So if they're out there, there's a brother somewhere who is uh, flush with cash, and you want to be our angel investor and send us 20 grand so we can buy a clubhouse where we can sit and drink. 20 grand and $100 to cover my dues. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, we... This... We'll, we'll name the kegerator after you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third urinal you will be named after you. <laughs> So we had a meeting this weekend. Um, we met at a local micro distillery called um, Thistle Finch Micro Distillery, and uh, they share a building with a place called Wacker Brewing, which is a. They just came back in the area, but a hundred years ago it was like a really big brewery. Now it's just a little micro that kind of like bogarted the name. But uh, so yeah, we got a good tour. We we sampled a lot of booze. Oh yeah. Um, and we made seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're uh, we made it was a good fundraiser. So I think if we go to two hundred more distilleries, mathematically we should have enough. This capital. is kind of like two broke girls. Is that is yeah, like yeah. two broke masons? All right, yeah. So 
So, but it was a lot of fun. Good, good uh, distillery. It and was. It was a great tour. They were very friendly, and and the stuff was delish. And um, Scott Hoover um, tried a. Um, sh- well, he, I, I, his mom, his mom, his mom was there last night at the banquet. Oh, yeah. And so she knows. <gasps> All right. He he fessed up. He's like sixty, and he fessed up that he had a drink of alcohol. Hmm. <laughs> when at the tour? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. One of those little specimen cups. He like he took a sip and then gave me the rest. Wow. Well, good for him. But probably the coolest thing that came out of our uh, our little event, one of the brothers that showed up, um, a brother Ron, our RC, we call him. Mm-hmm. I guess that's he goes by his initials. Apparently, he listens to our show. And He's the one. Had a yes. boy. And uh, he listens to our show, and while he is a, a, a large man, he, he's actually quite reserved and quiet. Maybe I would even maybe say shy. He'll probably rebut this later. But um, he goes, hey, I want to be on your show. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. We, we <laughs> can always have you as a guest. And, you know, since uh, this is audio, I'll describe. I mean, R.C. is a, is a man of color. And... Um, so, like, that'd be a great topic, you know, like, black masons joining mainstream lodges. And, yeah, we could have a little talk there. Because, no, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, I want to be on the show. Like, I want to be, like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I want to do interviews. I want to be the brother on the street. <laughs> so we're going to have that segment, and it's going to be awesome. Which makes it even better is he plays bass guitar. So I told him he's got to come up with a, a cool little riff intro. Oh, nice. So uh, His own little Seinfeld. Yep. It should be fun. He's a really, really nice guy. Yep. So that's... Uh... Now, should we discuss his uh, breach of his oath and obligation at the one-day class now, or do we have to wait till he, uh, <laughs> till he comes on the show? I think you should roast him when he gets on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's save, save it for that. that. Um, but let's just say uh, you should not have your camera out during degree work. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or you may get dragged into the south, into the preparing room. In the principal's office. <laughs> They made him expose all his films. So. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Pretty much, yeah. He yeah. got, got shook down. But anyway, oh, uh, Muscovites. The Muscovites thing happened. Yeah. So uh, you have to go fill us in on these Muscovites. So because I didn't go. So the Muscovites, uh, and you know what? We're uh, we're gonna have Seth Anthony probably phone in uh, a little blurb about this, and uh, but I'll do my best in the meantime. So the Muscovites degree, they were a side-appendant body of Odd Fellows, and in the late 1800s, uh, they were just as philanthropic as they were crazy. So late 1800s, they get booted out because they were too nuts. Uh, they try to come back, and they, they get healed, I guess, or whatever you would call it, in the early 1900s, but they didn't have enough members to survive. So a few years ago, a Odd Fellows group uh, in, I believe, Portland, uh, decided they they found a like the last member living member of the Mus- Muscovites, and he still had some ritual. He got together with them and they they modernized it and they brought back this Muscovites degree, just a degree. So there's no official, there's charters, but there's no meetings, there's no dues. It's just a degree to be done for fun, and everybody who gets a charter agrees that it's open to any kind of fraternal uh, organization. So it's based in Russia here in the the Tsar's court. And it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of yelling and screaming. Imagine, like, organized grotto. That's kind of the, the idea of an organized grotto degree. And uh, But we put the candidates to work. They have to solve a puzzle. And uh, they get set up for failure. And uh, so we laugh at them at their expense. I'm actually reading a book right now on the Romanov family, like the Tsar family. Right? Really? The, yeah. It, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge, thick tome. It goes back to like 1619 when the first uh, Mikhail was was made czar, and um, I, I'm gonna redub it Fifty Shades of Red. Nice, because there was some dirty folks in that in that Moscow thing going on there. They, they, there was some nasty stuff happening. So we've already all up and down. Nice. We've already been asked to do it again. So I think Seth is working on. Another fundraiser for us to go do it, I believe, in New York. It was a lot of fun. We had the DMLA cool. kids. The money went to DMLA. We raised, I Excellent. don't know, three, four hundred bucks for them. They served us dinner, like a Russian style dinner. We all sat at the Tsar's table and But there was no vodka. There was no vodka. There was uh, so, there was yeah. vodka afterwards, but Yet. you know, one of the kids uh spilled soup. Yeah, one of the serving kids. So was it borscht? Uh no, it was what kind uh, of Russian it was a seafood seafood stew. No vodka, no borscht. 
Stroganoff. But to kind of set the, the, the pace, I mean, he spilled the soup, and, and I was a guard, and uh, Dave LaBob was a guard, and we, we both stood up, and everybody was yelling, you know, behead him. So this poor kid had no idea it was coming. But I basically shoved his head onto the, t- the t- table, and Dave came up and pretended to cut his head off. And, nice. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Well, that's we need more of that. Yeah, I know, right? Beat up these kids. Nice youth All groups, right. come join us. We're gonna take a uh, quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna discuss uh, something different. Hey, Pete. Hey, Jason. Guess what? I still like. You still like coffee? I still like beef jerky. Oh, damn it! But. Thanks to our good friends at Pure Water Technology. Not to be confused with Pure Water Technologies. Yeah, it's just Pure Water Technology. Yeah, there's Pure no IEF. There's only one of them? Yes. Yeah, there's only one. Uh, they were so kind that uh, I was able to sample their coffee at my home office. And I, and I did, too, at my dining room table. Yeah, in fact, we're enjoying it right now. It's good stuff. Even though I, I now my next step is we have to get a uh, one of their fancy water conditioner thingies. Yes, we do. And they're still our sponsor, so we thank them very much. So, yeah, check it out. Pure Water Technology, um, coffee, water. I don't know. What else? What That's else it. do they do? Technology. 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 That's purewaterpa.com, and they can be reached at 888-581-PURE. And just tell them uh, you heard about it here on Masonic Lake Podcast, and you will get a free sip of water. So we're back, and um, Larry. Yes. I have no idea what I'm talking about. What are we talking about next? What are we talking about next? Cubs. So one thing I forgot to talk about was last weekend, while we were not doing a show, I was actually up in New England. I was at um, the New England Grotto Association, um, which is NIGA, and of course, immature guys like us. Could not help but say, you know, hey, where are we going? Have you seen The Walking Dead? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So um, it was a fun time. A typical Grotto Association meeting of just a mixture of boring old guys with a sprinkling of young troublemakers. And uh, it worked out really well because one of the young troublemakers, uh, Brian from uh, Nava Grotto, he got elected to be vice president. Um, and he is, uh, he is like us, I would say like the, he makes their, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Old, old and fat. He's actually young. He's young and I mean, I'm a little overweight, but he's not fat. Um, no Dunlop. And, uh, so, but I got a good interview from him that you're going to like splice in here and you may be able to tell from the dialogue there may or may not have been alcohol. Live now. Let's get the, uh, are we live now? Are you sure? We're pretty sure. Okay. Water, All right. Water, so this water, is Pete from Masonic Lake Podcast, and I'm with a bunch of degenerates. Yes. Uh, deplorables. Deplorables <laughs> from uh, Nava Grotto. So uh, introduce yourselves for me, please. I am John Campbell from uh, Nava Grotto. All right. And you are you're the designated driver. Designated driver, Mike Dumas. So Mike, Mike's, uh, yeah, so Mike's the responsible one here today. Yes, very responsible. Oh. And we have our newly elected first vice president of the New England Grotto Association. Is that correct? Mm, yeah. So this is Brian? I mean, no, that, that, that's... Past Mark. I, I am Brian. Uh, no, I'm not past. I get another week. Okay, almost um, past Monarch of Navagrado. Yeah, we got to go clamming for our installation so we can have a lot of clams there. You guys don't have the really harsh New England accent. Oh. Is that well, closer to Boston? No. You guys don't have that. Well, that's fake assholes, but. Yeah, exactly. I was born in California. Can you edit? Uh, okay. I, I can add that. There's a filter. Can you, no, can you edit? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. No, you're good then. We're going to pack you know, um, it's it's great to get the New England Grotto Association. You know, we get we, we get what, together, that, and that was like um, that was verbal cursing. You know, it was just yes. all <laughs> it happened so fast. Okay, um, so we do sh- it in New England fast. We, we show up, we dig up our past monarchs, and they show up to this thing in the green jackets. And um, Victor's here, they shot so far. I guess Victor's dead. Victor is well. Yeah, he's dead to me. But he's, <laughs> oh no, no. Well, he, you know, he he might be. Dead. So you guys are going back home. So tell us, okay? You have uh, here's a serious question. You have Masonic Con coming up. 
Yes. Tell, tell our eight listeners about what Masonic Con is. Well, in fairness, it's something that we allow lowlifes to vendor and sell things like scarves and, and other Masonic gifts. And um, last year we had 400 Masons come through. This year we're expecting, it's kind of like 600. Yeah, I was going like, to say, you're probably this, at least at six. There's quite a bit. We've so been tell asked, the other seven listeners, since one of them is here, that uh, <laughs> Masonic Con is going to be happening in April. April twenty ninth. April April twenty ninth. In December, following Grand Constitutions, we will send out our invitations to the other Grand Lodges. And that's in uh, North Attleboro, Massachusetts. No, no, just just regular Attleboro. Yes. Um, Oh, okay. North Attleboro is north of regular Attleboro. Wow, that makes sense. Yes. Well. Yes. Weird. Thus, in the name, you know, we're we're pretty good at math now. It's uh, directions. And you guys are going to put on a grotto degree, apparently. Uh, that's what we found out today. There will be a ceremonial. Um, really, so, really not sure how that's going to go. We are excited about this. So, so maybe so if we I can, can fill apart. <laughs> so maybe if we can get uh, Master Masons from anywhere, we can make them Grotto members. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And I did get a little interview that you can, you can plug in here in a second of a gentleman who is, um, I believe, 90 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's a great interview. Yeah, so he um, he is a uh, past monarch of his grotto, but he is a uh, longtime Navy guy. So he kept telling sea stories. Yeah. And the only one I could recorded was the only clean one. <laughs> so, Larry, you, you were in the Navy, so how does every good sea story start? Hell if I know. I was in naval aviation. We didn't have sea stories. Oh, he goes, this is no shit. <laughs> and oh, then he'd tell you the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically I learned if you, if somebody starts off the story that this is no shit, there is no semblance of truth that is going to be in the story <laughs> whatsoever. We should we should just play it. It's it's too good. Yeah. yeah. So uh but yeah, so but the stories got better after that. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but uh yeah, so we'll go ahead and play that interview for you. All right, great. All right, I'm here with uh, Prophet Donald no. Burroughs, past monarch. Prophet Donald, where are you from? There was someone else. Bronx, New York, originally. Okay, what uh, your past monarch? What what grotto? Monco Grotto in Norwalk, Connecticut. And uh, what year did you join Grotto? Do you remember? Uh, if you don't remember, say Masons. What year did you join the Masons? Well, say 30 years ago. Okay, not long, not long. And we're in a big Navy town, so uh, the guy said that you're a Navy veteran. So what was your job in the Navy? In the beginning, I was a torpedoes mate, no, bosun mate striker. Then I went to Sublant. I was a torpedoes mate striker. Then I went to, uh, while I was in Sublant in a reserve component, I worked in an electric boat on the Nautilus for 10 months. That was Captain Nemo's boat. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then... I uh, shipped out in the merchant service for, uh, uh, I had five years sea duty, and uh, then I went in the regular Navy and stayed there until 1993. Okay. So how many dives? They were saying you like a hundred and some dives? Well, that's when I was a kid uh, on the fleet-type boats. Okay. Very neat. So uh, what was the... Uh did you run into any kind of like Freemasonry stuff on the boats? Not really. Not, not really? in them days. Okay. Yeah. Later, later on, uh, it became more prevalent. Okay. What was your favorite port worldwide? Havana, Cuba. Uh, probably 55. So that was like the Vegas of the Caribbean at the time, right? Right. So no laws. Well, I remember drinking schooners of beer and sloppy joes, and they had, uh, oh, I don't know, 20-foot ceilings, and three foot was open at the top holding the roof. Okay. And we had these parrots going by, and they'd drop bombs in your schooners, and you'd drink them. 
Well, everybody, if you're uh, check your beer before you drink it, that's uh, what we learned from that last little interview. What's a schooner? It's a big, tall glass. Hmm. Larry, you're like 12 feet away from the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a big, tall glass. <laughs> Like if my the only reason you couldn't get further away is this room (laughs) is only the room's only nine feet wide. Like, oh, it's comfortable back here. Yeah, here at Monarch Studios. Pure Water Technologies provides state-of-the-art drinking water systems and coffee systems for businesses in central Pennsylvania, northern Maryland, and northern Delaware. They eliminate the hassles and liability of bottled water systems for businesses of all sizes and shapes and pride themselves on being a simple, better experience for their customers. They are known for prompt service, great tasting water and coffee, and their friendly staff. For qualified businesses, they're willing to offer a free trial so that people can taste the difference for themselves. For more information, please call 888-581-7873, P-U-R-E, or visit www.purewaterpa.com and mention that you heard this ad for your free trial. Hey, we're back. Hola. You know, we do have to thank our listeners, though, because we got a lot of feedback about that last episode being one of our best, and this one is equally falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder if this one's going to be... Maybe when we're just completely haphazard is what people like, because it it shows you that we're not your uh, elitist uppity masons. Aim low and exceed your expectations. I would love for us to have a camera to actually record, video record, us doing an episode, because... And then people see the recording, hear what goes on, see it. Larry, we only then, have one advertiser right now. <laughs> like, then, let's not scare them away by showing what we look like. And then play the actual. I let's mean, not it's ruin the myth. Come on. Well, luckily we've emailed like every Grand Lodge in the world, so maybe they'll they'll uh, chip in and help. Expel yeah. So us. yeah. So Larry. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So we we have a private group on Facebook for the hosts. And uh, that's how we stay unorganized. Yeah, and I see Larry goes, Our last episode was phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> and so I've just. Phenomena. Thank you for catching that. So, yeah, so like he goes, um, I emailed every Grand Lodge and like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> to let them know about our show. <laughs> I don't know if we're, we're underground, Larry. <laughs> Like, I don't know whether we're that, uh, we're not polished enough for that yet. Oh, yeah, we are. We have people, I, I know they're listening. We can see that by, by the uh, statistics that we get. So, and I do know that we have listeners. We have listeners in Glasgow. So, and we have, there's some towns too. I don't have any clue where they are in the UK, whether they're in Wales or Scotland, who knows. But we have people listening. So I go and actually, I, uh, we have been cleared every time I post it. Even I sent it to France, and in Glasgow, of course, in English, uh, English. I don't know how the hell I pronounce it, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I sent it to France. They in- they, were, they they sent a note back in French saying, "Ah, fungal." Okay. I mean, is the the it's part of our overall marketing. <laughs> I'm sure the Grand Lodge is going to push that down as a. Official communication so, to their individual. <laughs> Listen to Masonic Light podcast. So, Jason, Grand Secretary. Jason, here you. They are fantastic. They are phenomenal. <laughs> Jason, you had a good experience. We almost kind of brushed by this. Um, you were at the one day class up in Harrisburg, and you took the opportunity to get into the shrine that day. I did. Yeah, I think we should recap on the the one day class conversation because yeah. we we talked about so. Talked about it so much, and then we had a heated discussion about it, and then, and then it finally happened. And so, you were you in Reading? I was. You I were was. in Reading, and yeah. I was in Harrisburg. But yeah, I got stranded. But uh, how but, many? How many were in the one day? In, where you were in Harrisburg? Yeah. There, there had to be near a hundred. It was, wow. it was pretty. And yeah. most of them went to Scottish Rite because I remember, remember there was 
a big Scottish Rite class too. There was a huge Scottish Rite class, yeah. So that, that was a money day for the uh, Grand Lodge, wasn't it? Cha-ching. We don't discuss money. We don't. Yeah, it's not about the money, Larry. No, but um, it, so if you're not from the area, um, in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, there is our Valley of Harrisburg Scottish Rite facility, and then its parking lot just blends and turns into Zembo Shrines parking lot. Yeah. But even though they're both Masonic and it's made up of all the same guys, they really are two separate everythings. So um, how many of you guys went over to get your uh, uh, your shrine? Well, I would say that there was, you know, 100 guys for Blue Lodge, maybe 80 guys, so 80% for Scottish Rite, and about 20% if that. Well, you know what? That doesn't even count because that's a, that's a hard number because you had a lot of new... Blue Lodge Masons, but then you also had a lot of brothers that were already like you, Master you Masons, are, yes. right, who went up to, to, to get into the Scottish Rite. So the Scottish Rite class, yeah, was probably even bigger than the Blue Lodge because there was a lot of, you know, already Master Masons in there. Uh, but there's only about 20 shrine guys that were... were so you guys were, had... Uh, so tell us about the buses that went up. Yeah, yeah. so we had this this great, masterful appearance rolling into... Uh, Harrisburg, so the first Masonic district, which is ten different uh, lodges. And side note: the reason we're called the first Masonic district is because James Buchanan, out of Lodge Forty Three, complained that there was no, you know, field assistance out in the the country lodges. So we became the first district, first district with a district deputy. So side note: over our district deputy wanted us all to run up in buses together, right? All to show up in force and avoid any kind of, um, I guess, uh, cluster. Traffic, yeah, traffic right, snafus. Yeah. So, you know, some of us met at the Masonic Center at 5 in the morning so we could ride up to... Um, Harrisburg. No, E-Town. So oh. we caught the Masonic Villages buses. We had to be there a quarter six. And then we ended up in Harrisburg at uh, six. I might, I might be off by yeah, an hour. You had to drive... 35 minutes to get on the bus to take you the next 30 minutes. So once again, you can see how well organized. This is why we're not allowed to run the world anymore. I know. We gave it up. So we get up to E-Town, and the lobby's filled, and and we weren't organized by our districts, but we we all managed to get together and find our candidates, and then we rode up to Harrisburg together. So the idea was two buses. Two buses up, one bus down in the afternoon uh, after after Blue Lodge, and the other bus uh, back home. After, after shrine, Scottish, after Scottish Rite and shrine, yeah. So, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, all the guys that wanted to go home in the afternoon got home. You know, there was a couple guys that you know, where's where's Joe? You know, Joe's in the bathroom. Let's go find Joe. But for the most part, it worked out. It worked out right. The bus was pretty full. I hear there was guys you know standing and sitting on laps on the way home. So more people went home uh, after the Blue Lodge degrees than stayed. So the shrine, you know, again, two different buildings. So in the center of the consistory, you had tall cedars, you had a few other Masonic bodies that didn't have anything to do with the one-day class, but they kind of had their wares set up and their advertising. Well, the shrine had their table, too, and they said, meet us at the table at 4 o'clock, and we're going to take you over to the shrine building. Well, I didn't think of this, uh, and apparently I guess nobody else did either, but the <clears throat> shrine and the buses did not communicate. Um, so they took us over to the building, and we're there for, we were probably there for an hour and a half. And about halfway through, somebody says to me, hey, Jason, the bus is still here. And there was unfortunately no communication that, that we were still in need of a ride home. You know, everybody on the bus, nobody knew who was staying. And we got, we got left behind. Yeah, it's so. basically one step above, like, sending a raven. Like, like yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. And, and, and the tough part was, you know, if we ever do this again, you know, obviously we've we've learned, you know, it was a win. The Grand Lodge accomplished what they wanted. Uh, we got home. There was enough people to take us where we needed to be. Uh, our principal of the school instruction uh, circled back and was ready to come get us, but we all managed to find some rides home. So they weren't going to leave us just stranded. It, it is what it is. However, you know, registration for Shrine and getting measuring measured for our fezes, it took an hour to get 20 people to sign the books, to get, you know, measured for your fezes, which is all stuff we could have probably done 
in the consistory throughout the course of the day. Well, I think that uh, you should uh, step in line and get on the, the divan. Yeah, you start making suggestions, you're going to find yourself. In I know, the you know, it's funny because I, I've said before, you know, it's not worth complaining if you don't have an offered solution. But in the Masonic world, that means that nobody says anything. Nobody says anything because <laughs> that it's immediate eye contact. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, good times. But it was still a good day. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I feel the same or uh, different about the one-day classes after actually seeing it. I think my one, and there's no other way that we could have done it, but my one, not complaint, but we did it in an auditorium, so it wasn't everybody sitting on the sidelines. It was the Blue Lodge was set up on stage, you know, and everybody watched from the perspective, well, we, what, the, we were watching from, what is that, the north or the south? I'm drawing a blank. We were north. opposite. The, yeah, we were we were basically sitting in the north in an right. auditorium. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. If you want to do a one day class, it would it would be nice, much nicer if it was, you know, on the local level, like five or ten candidates, and you can spend a day and have lunch and be a little more intimate. When you start getting up into like a regional and district and all these things, it's just you know, it's it was well a lot. there there was a. a there was a book written, I think Robert Heard, if, if you know Ms. Robert, Sonic, what, what did he hear? Heard. Heard. Oh, Herd. I thought Robert heard something. Heard. Robert Heard. I think wrote the book. Um, it's called, uh, it, it's The Initiatic Experience. And that's what this is supposed to be. It's an initiatic experience. It's a change. And I just don't believe that you get the same experience from an auditorium theater seat from 25 rows back that the guy on that the guy in front of the altar you know kneeling down in the condition that he's brought into you know from 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 outside um i don't i don't believe you get the same experience and i don't think it's as meaningful and more important you don't spend three separate nights with the guys in the lodge right going through the degree so you don't get to know them well and, and it goes even like one of the topics I'm going to have when uh, when uh, RC and our, our and our other buddy uh, Larry Hudson come on, because um, I want to ask I, I was asking them like being black men, you know, how well are you accepted when because we also have a Prince Hall Lodge that meets in our building, and he's they're pretty honest. They're like, you know, those guys don't think we know anything, and he goes to be honest, we we don't know anything. Yeah, I agree. And I you know like you give me your average Prince Hall brother. Just brother, not officer or anything. They typically have their act together masonically way better than even like officers or maybe even a, a past master of a traditional lodge. And that's that's true. Whether it's Prince Hall or a, a you know Blue Lodge like we belong to, I mean, I think a, we have a trans, we have a few transfers from Maryland lodges that you know when they come to Pennsylvania, they go, "That's it." I, mean, I, think, yeah. that's, I think that's a Pennsylvania problem. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I just feel like, you know, and maybe this is where, like, the Academy of Masonic Knowledge and, and some of these other things that we have in Pennsylvania that are optional that more people should be taking advantage yeah, of. Yeah, like, in, in in Pennsylvania, we basically let you in the door. We, we give you, we hand you the keys, right? In In most of the other jurisdictions, they at least shove you down the hallway a little bit, right? They make you at least learn... The oath and obligation and the catechism, so that you know if you go to some other lodge, you don't look like a complete dope. But if all you do in Pennsylvania is is get your degrees, receive them, you know, have them thrown at you, um, you don't have that. So I, I, I think I, I, I would just you know like to see more work. And I, I just I'm a big fan of. You know, the, 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 they always say, you know, are you a traveling man? Like, people need to travel. People need to go to other lodges, other jurisdictions, and just, just you know, take it on that you, you're part of something that's way bigger than your little lodge and your little town. Sure. And, and, and start learning more. You know, in the last podcast, I, you know, painted the picture that pretty much okay. And I, I'm, I'm still okay with the, the one-day class. You know, especially if we were going to bring in brothers that we normally wouldn't be able to get, bring in. Um, but I can't help, like you're saying, Jack, that feel that they're gypped. Uh, yeah, and they're and gypped. well, I I don't 
yes and no. I had an opportunity to talk to all 14 of our candidates, and every single one of them enjoyed themselves. Well, sure. Right. And I think that they had an opportunity to see a wonderful play that, you know, if they don't come back to read the uh, cliff notes that they, they may not remember. Pennsylvania did a wonderful job executing it, but it was it was big. I agree with that. It was well pulled off. It really was. So if I were to sum up this conversation. And you should. If you go to a one-day class, do not take a bus. <laughs> Hey, Masonic Light listeners. Thanks for tuning in to yet again another episode of Masonic Light Podcast, episode number 17. If you haven't had an opportunity to call in, give us a shout at 315-596-2766. That's 315-59-MASON. You can also find us at iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, MasonicLight.com, and SoundCloud. And lastly, we'd like to thank Pure Water Technology, our sponsor for episode 17. They provide the best coffee and water service for your office or place of employment. They can be found at purewaterpa.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, so we're going to kind of wrap up this month, this week's, whatever, this episode. But we're going to talk a little bit about things that we have coming up. So, um, you know, all the four guys at the table right here are in Grotto. And our Grotto is called Ubar Grotto. And we are one of the... We're talking about my campaign? Uh, not yet. Damn it. We are one of the younger... We are one of the younger <laughs> Grottos. Um, so we are going to be entering our fifth year. How about now? No. No. So... Um, Wednesday night, we're actually going to have an officers' meeting and try and plot what we're going to do for the next five years. And 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 just the very thought of having an officers' meeting is anathema to Ubar Grotto. That's uh, that's a big word, and that's my stated meeting night. Right. So I, chances of you getting elected are slim to none. None. <laughs> um, so are my competitors going to be there? No. Okay, I'm voting good. for Gary Johnson. No. So. Um, we were, you were just talking about, I think the mics might have been off, but we were just talking about, you know, reaching out to the new members. And I think that's even in the appendant bodies. Like, we're getting a decent number of guys coming through in each class. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of, I mean, at least me, I mean, I'm, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off being the head guy. But, like, you know, that's something we should really talk about, like making those guys feel like they're part of this new, because this is a lot of their, these guys, their first time they're, joining something that's bigger than just their lodge. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like four or five counties wide. So, I mean, just you think know, it's an opportunity. Seth Anthony made a comment on one of our Facebook posts, and uh, and it, it made a lot of sense. I never really thought about that, but he had said that... Uh, he occasionally makes sense. He does. And, he, you know, he said that I'm a big fan of the appended bodies, which, you know, we all know, if you know Seth, he's in almost everything. Uh, but, you know, find out what a man is interested in and, you know, steer him. Obviously, you've got to steer him through Blue Lodge first. But, you know, get him to a place that he's interested in. Because, obviously, if he's, if he's involved in an independent body, he's, by default, going to be involved in his Blue Lodge. As at, well. least, at least one day a year when he mails his check. Well, but more so than, than if he was not plugged in at all. Larry's what five is, feet away from on? his microphone. Who knows what he's doing? The good news is... is mouthing the word money. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're scared of that, that Masonic hit squad coming for you for calling him out. <laughs> the Grand Lodge of, like, Belgium or something the is going to come get him. <laughs> what a show. So so you're saying that, that that reaching out extends beyond just Blue Lodge. Yeah. And, and really into the appendant bodies. And when, when you see a face... That you don't know at a meeting that you've been going to for months and months or years and years, go over and stick your hand out and introduce yourself to that person. Because I will say, um, as much as we like to have like fun with uh, the tall cedars, um, that is a body where when we showed up, you know, I would say almost every man and even a lot of the wives went out of their way to introduce themselves. And you get a personal phone call from the Grand Hall every month, not a call them all, not an email, inviting you to dinner. And um, the women hug profusely. 
That's a good thing. That's why Larry know goes. Why you go? So yeah. Side note: and, Don't ever take my wife. And here's here's a funny thing. So apparently, I'm 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 going to be running for junior grand tall, but um, our brother Chris Gibson, who would be the junior or the deputy grand tall, whatever this year. And if you don't know Chris, he is just the, he's phenomenal. He is just the, the nicest, nicest human being ever. The yeah. nicest, hu- like not even just a Mason. Yeah, he is just a. He's like a fifty-year-old Boy Scout. Like he's just a. And in fact, he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he um he got something confused, and he introduced me at the last meeting that I was going to be the new junior deputy, tall secret cedar, but um, problem is I was never nominated or elected. <laughs> So he kind of got uh, called aside in one of their executive board meetings. Oh, um, you 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 can't ju- you can't do that. And it's like, well, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And but yeah, Aww. yeah. So he that's, got that's kicking a puppy right. It's there. like yelling that's at a kitten. That, yeah, yeah, that's not nice. So, but um, yeah, like I say, they go way way out of their way. And then also the officers. That's good. They should a couple, three different past officers um, came up to me because apparently since I'm most likely going to be in the line um, and offered me assistance, anything I need to get ready for my year. That's great. So it is out there. So that's the kind of stuff I like about them. Even though they're, they're kind of fuddy-duddy, I like fuddy-duddy once in a while. No, they're a good group. I'm very excited about the degree I, I, uh, I brought my wife to the dinner. It's the first uh, tall cedar function she's ever been to. Did you hug and her? She was welcomed, and she had a great time. She liked it. So They're a good back. group. Good group. All right, so we got that. Um, so we got our, off- our Grotto officers meeting. Jason right. will be uh, running for uh, Venerable Prophet, which is the number four chair. Right. You have four seconds to campaign. So once so once a year. Oh, here? Yeah, right Make now. Grotto get great again. Time out. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was never not great. We also have on the show. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, on the 14th, we're having a special guest, Russell W. Baker, Grand Almoner for the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania, uh, retired Navy Chief Petty Officer. I, I call him Chief. I think and, he, but uh, he was like an E9. So doesn't that like he, super master well, everything yeah, chief? Senior Chief, I believe it is. Yeah. And he, I think he was a command master chief. <clears throat> Not, I don't, he wasn't for the whole United States, but he had the title for a little while, Command Master Chief, okay, all right. which is a. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. Well, he had the gold stripes on his sleeve, and he had the two stars above the uh, right on the eagle's head. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the illustrious. And he is. Yeah. He was. He was our the former active thirty third for for Pennsylvania. Yep. He's been in everything. Yeah. I think what I like the most about Russ Baker is his three different voices. He's got his normal Russ Baker voice, and then he's got his official Masonic voice, and the Grand Marshal voice, and then he well, he's he's in the choir. He's and you're really going to have to tune into the show to hear which voice he will use, right? Or will he use all three? Yeah, tune in on your radio dial. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, shortly, so listen to the tape. Shortly after that, we've been invited to appear on the uh, on the uh, Brought to Light uh, podcast in Australia, so we'll be tuning in and. Uh, Working with Brother Jack Aquiline in Australia, and on, we'll on be the a short, guest on his show on the shortwave. On the shortwave, I think exactly. we need to be relatively serious on that. Could, the Christmas show is going to be an absolute, you know, shit show. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but I think that uh, we're going to have to dial it dial well, it back. Yeah, those guys. I mean, they're they're a little bit more serious than we are. No, they're very. They're just their humor is dry. And if you're not Australian, so I don't think you pick be. up on it. Yeah. yeah, dry. I'm moist, so it's <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> And for, a you, uh, in here. for you listeners in New York, will you please tell Barry Banks to call Larry? Thank you. <laughs> he's, he's, he's does, does anybody, does anybody want to take a stab Barry at that? Banks is avoiding me. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, okay. I'm, maybe ha- you should hashtag him. <laughs> maybe I should. <laughs> Pound sign, hashtag, tic-tac-toe, at. at. All right. So, Larry, are you going to do any rambling on the show? Uh, I don't think so. No, well, don't, no don't we have uh, no, what's going on this week? Don't we want to do? We just did. Quick? We did just we? did it. Yeah, like the week. No, we're, we, I think we're, what what uh, Jason is alluding to is we're going to talk about what's happening on Saturday, and then at the next podcast, we'll talk about what happened on Saturday. 
Okay, so yeah. what's happening on Saturday? Oh, well, just you know, what, what do you have this week? A van load of Lancaster Masons are are going funds to the Grand Lodge in Philadelphia. Yeah, so we're going to go to Philly, and we're going to be conferring the first, second, and third degrees on a gentleman named Ethan, a young man going into the military, I believe. Yes, Navy, I think. Okay, and um, we're going to be in the Egyptian Hall. Yes. Um, so, you know, go on, like, Pennsylvania, PA Grand Lodge.org. No, it used to be. It's now PAMasons.org. Okay. No, yes, yes, PAMasons.org. You are correct. Yes. So go in there and try and find, I don't know where, I just know the old lodge, the old the old website. But uh, somewhere on there, there's a tour of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Virtual and, tour, I think they call and, it. And, yeah, it is really one of the the most beautiful places Masonically in the United States, if not the world. Um, so we're going to be in the Egyptian room. Um, and then um, we also heard that um, the grand ma- the right worshipful Grand Master of Pennsylvania may show up because... He hangs out at the Grand Lodge on Saturdays. <laughs> Doesn't he live in Pittsburgh? I don't know, but somebody told me he likes to hang out at the building on Saturdays when people are touring the building. I mean, it's a cool building. That would be awesome. Go ahead, Larry. Close us out. Okay, it's time for... It's going right. to hit Larry. All right. <laughs> I guess the banjo music is going to eventually be on here. Uh, basically, just want to reiterate every time we get together i like to thank monarch studios for allowing us to record here i mean the facilities are just grand let me tell you and uh, i understand from the head of monarch studios that we may have an upgrade uh more space downstairs and wow well i heard the remodeling yeah we we heard that uh, larry can go downstairs without falling it's just Maybe Jason will get in front of him and I'll get behind him and we can make sure he makes it downstairs safely. I thought it was because this episode and last episode's sponsor gave us a nice influx of money. But uh, thanks to our sponsors, Pure Water Technology. There you go. Won't the and noise uh, from the jacuzzi disturb the recording? Noise? Possibly. Okay. Also, special thanks to our, our fantastic producer, editor, Jason Lewis. Heck yeah. Who never fails and produces a great show, let me tell you. Uh, Again, I'll say, if you've been here when we actually record this, you wouldn't say there's any way in hell we could get what we get out of it. We love you, man. Yeah, we do, Jason. And uh, Jack, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Harley. Our news director, he's Who? here. I get, I get Jack Jacka, Harley Jacka, Jacka, and, Jacka. and Jack Nathan Aquilina confused. Just Jack. Oh, well, it's easy to do considering. And then the Jack in Ireland, I get him confused too. Anyway, uh, so we want to basically give thanks to all these great folks who participate and take part of the show. All right, bye everybody. We're gonna see you in about. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, you're gonna hear us in about two weeks. Peace. Okay, somebody cue Pete. I'm going to wait till the thing stops scratching. It's like a, it's a horrible rap album. Hey, Masonic Light listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another issue. Issue? What the fuck? It's an episode. Urgh. For what it's worth, when I edit this one, he says I have one final thought. I'm going to kick on the end music. <laughs> yeah, there you <we> go. <laughs> So, too, I'm going to leave you with one final thought. To plan for tomorrow is... Mm-hmm.